This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell. And I'm Lawson Walters. And this is The Breakfast Show. On Faith FM. Where we're going to get into Encounter with God. Yes, Otherwise we are. known as... The- the 20 million, 20 million movies. <laughs> this is your late radio show, Lawson. You should yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Lawson's been here from, I think Lawson may have been here from a little bit too early this morning. I was like at six o'clock. <laughs> Something like that. It's too early. No, uh, it's perfect it's time. All good. Okay, so Lawson. Yeah. I have what's a message on? here in relationship to, came through on my phone in relationship to the juice bar. Oh, Yeah. And apparently on Tuesday there will be you, you guys will be uh, practicing making juices. Uh huh. And if you are a listener to Faith FM Radio, yes, then come into the juice bar and there will be. Let me just see whether it's a free juice or a discount or whatever it was. I think I think we can make free juices <laughs> available, can't we? Hand out some, yeah. uh, some free juices. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. Let me see. What is that? What's the deal? Only Faith FM listeners who mention Faith FM Radio Breakfast Program and New Start Juice, these code words, will get an opening discount on smoothie and juice purchase purchases for this week only. Oh, there you go. So, so for there the you whole go. week. That's right. So that's in the Raymond Terrace area, which is where we are transmitting mm-hmm. from at the moment. So if you're listening to us in South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria, Queensland, or Western Australia, then you might want to fly to Newcastle. Yes. Because there's a discount available on juices. <laughs> Fly. Well, anyway, if juice. you're travelling through Newcastle, then definitely stop through Raymond Terrace because the Newcastle Airport is only just down the road from here. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they don't have a smoothie bar down there, do they? What at the Newcastle Airport? Yeah, they don't have. Nah, one. nah. They they're one. they're behind the times. Absolutely. We are the definitive uh-huh. uh, juice bar in the area. Yes. So if you're living anywhere within, I would say, you know, maybe maybe a. 300 kilometer radius. This is the place which to is go. A, which is a pretty big distance, but look, I'm just calling it. We are the, we are the juice bar. We uh, are juice. Right. The other reason that you might be wondering why is it we are broadcasting from, uh, the Raymond Terrace, uh, mission is because Lawson, we have a program here. Yes. Friday, Saturday and Tuesday nights. Mm. What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about the prophetic code. So far, we have talked about ancient Egypt, ancient Babylon, uh, globalist civilizations and how they are reflected in the modern globalist civilizations mm. today. We have also uh, discussed the prophecy of Daniel chapter 2. We've talked about the second coming of Jesus. We've looked at secret societies and their role in our world today. Uh, we have um, talked about, what did we talk about uh, on Saturday night? We talked about uh, the cross, mm. the pagan cross. The pagan cross. The pagan cross that Jesus was crucified mm. on and how that uh, symbol became changed by Jesus Christ and mm. now it's seen in a very different light to what it was before. Uh, we talked about good God, bad world. If God is good, why is the world bad? Mm. If God is love, then why does he allow pain and suffering and injustice to continue? Mm. So big questions we've been looking at. And, of course, this Tuesday night coming up. So not tonight, but tomorrow Tomorrow night, night. we are going to reveal the exact identity of the Antichrist. Yes. Actually, we're not. Wait, I thought we were. No, I was pretty keen to. No. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Not happening. 
Why not? The Bible is going to reveal ah, the exact identity. Ah, there we go. Identity. There we That's go. That's right. The Bible is going to reveal <laughs> the exact identity of the Antichrist. Um, Amen. And uh, that includes naming names. Ooh, yeah. We're not shying away. And if you are wondering whether it's clear in the Bible, because, mm. I mean, hey, every different Christian out there has a different theory on the Antichrist. Hey, all we're going to do is we're going to show you the identifying characteristics that the Bible gives to the Antichrist, to who the Antichrist is, and then mm. you will be able to decode it for yourself. We won't even have to tell you who the Antichrist is. You'll go, oh, yeah, never saw that before. That's such, such and such. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And just in case you're wondering, Antichrist is here right now. Yes. Okay, so if you want to hear the uh, answer to that really important question, that's a two-part series we'll be doing on Tuesday night. And if you are not in the uh, Raymond Terrace area and you cannot attend the program, then, of course, you can listen to us right here on Faith FM Radio in the North New South Wales area where we, 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 where we will be broadcasting live. Too many W's right there. <laughs> Where we will be. That's right. Mm. Absolutely. Anyway, we need to get into our Bible study. I have okay. another offer I'm going to talk about after the Bible study because I don't want to get all of our free offers confused this morning. <laughs> uh, where are we up to in our Bible study, Lawson? I'm not sure. I thought you were leading it out. Ah, okay. I thought you were doing this. All right. So our Bible study, 20 Million Movement today, is all about being agents of change. Mm, amen. Are you yes. an agent of change? I hope so. I want to be an agent of change. I think we should all desire to be an agent mm. of positive change in mm. our world. And that's one of the reasons why we have positively different radio here in the morning, sharing positive stories, because we want to become agents of positivity in mm. our world. Amen. Like, I, I, I'm such an agent for positive change. I, I have been lobbying so long that, that um, you know, if, if look, if, if KFC would just listen to me and do plant-based chicken... We would all be happy. You would you would have far bigger market. Lawson would be happy. I am positively trying to change the world. I, like Maccas, like all of you guys, just need to listen to me and make everything plant based, and then everyone will be happy. That is positive change. There you go. But um, not positive. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it's really uh, as positive as the change we'll be talking about today. Is you do the- know what the fastest growing restaurant chain in the United States at the moment is, right? No, I have no idea. It's uh, what's it called? Chick a flick or something or other? Chick fil A. Chick fil A. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh huh. Oh, just okay. just exploding across the United States. Okay. I'm gonna do a story about it tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So they need plant plant-based meats as well. Okay, so where are we headed in the Bible? Uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Oh, classic. Okay, so Jesus describes us as being salt and light. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of the background to our study today. We've talked about this in the past. What is the purpose of salt and why does Jesus refer to us as being salt? Are you a bit of a salty person? <laughs> some feel, some feeling, might say that. Feeling salty this morning? Well, look, I, I'm feeling salty as in, I, I, you know, I like to give things season and flavor. Okay. Not necessarily someone who's overly salty that you can't really stand them. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an interesting analogy that Jesus gives. Mm. Because salt is good in moderation, right? Yes, it is. And if you get too much of it, then the food becomes unpalatable. Yeah. What does that teach us about the kind of people we should be in, we sh- how, we re- in, in, in how we share Jesus with others? Mm. We should share it in, I guess, a palatable fashion and in, in, in a way that people can accept. And this is something that... that, that can, we, can we be over the top in how we share Jesus? Oh, fully. 
You know what? You know what's so interesting about that? Sometimes we can be more more over the top about Jesus than Jesus Himself. Oh, now that's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. You know, because cause like you see Jesus, like he'll go and he'll do some miracle or he'll preach a sermon. And then he'll say, don't tell, any- tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, don't tell anyone. Like, and he'll depart immediately and it's like, you know, let the Holy Spirit do its work. Whereas sometimes I think people are, are super keen to do that job too, to not only be the salt but the spirit. And they try and really push it like, yeah, you have to accept this. But uh, but yeah, I think we just need to follow the example of Jesus because... And I think there's Very been the odd so. Christian here and there who has given Christianity a bad name by being a Bible basher. Mm. And Bible bashers is really somebody who's trying to be salt of the earth, but they've taken the whole salt shaker, pulled the top off it, and <laughs> emptied it, it, just dumped it on top of the food, and mm. nobody is going to eat it. Nobody's going to buy it mm. uh, if you go in with that fashion. Because you know what's interesting, right? When, when you have salt... Yes. You know, like salt is meant to season food. That's right. Salt, so salt, like, so food, what, what I would consider as like action, um, is meant to have a salty flavor. It's supposed to come from a Christian perspective. And it's like, we need to be, you know, doers of the word and not just hearers and talk of, talkers and, and people who, who really live our faith and, and our actions reflect that. You know, we need to be living a life where the entirety of it is, is just good anyway. But then with the salt, you know what I mean? You, do you catch that? Do you? I do. I do. Mm. There's the uh, flip side of the coin, of course. You've got those who um, just reef the top off the salt shaker, dump the entire contents onto one meal, and then, you know, here it is, problem solved. And the poor, Bam. You know, the, the, the poor person that had all that salt dumped on them is just wants to get as far away as possible. <laughs> uh, however... You have the flip side where you have those Christians that stay in the salt shaker and never want to get out of the salt shaker, mm. and so you never even know that they have anything to offer. Yeah, exactly. And so as Christians, our challenge is to get outside of the salt shaker and to be the seasoning that our world wants yes. and needs and requires rather than being too much or too little, mm. um, operating with balance and it's kind of the same with the analogy of light you don't want a bright light just blazing in your eyes you're listening to faith fm positively different radio man this analogy is going really far it's awesome it is I, i'm <laughs> just thinking thinking here i need to preach a sermon on salt <laughs> on salt i preach a sermon on salt and about how people can be salty and salt kills things but um i think the interesting you were just talking about light and yes. how you know we don't need to be to be burning people to death you know blazing in people's eyes with life but i have i have a, I have a torch that has a one kilometer range oh <laughs> i mean this is a spotlight torch yeah just absolutely blazes yeah but you've got to be careful with it because if you shine it in a person's eyes you're going to do permanent damage yes it's it's very cool to but, muck but you know you know the interesting thing like about that analogy is some people actually need that you think about uh someone like saul for example in the bible Whereas literally a yeah, blazing yeah. light uh-huh. that showed uh-huh. up and made him partially blind for the for the rest of his life for him to realize oh man I need to be following Jesus. Maybe there is the odd person out there that needs the entire salt shaker. Yeah. And look. let us all pray for wisdom to know the odd Amen. occasion when that might Amen. be the case. Amen. Okay, so um, if we continue on from you know Jesus' description of salt and light, you know Paul uses a number of different metaphors himself, mm. having been converted, to portray the church's action in the world. Um, 
among others, he describes those who live as you know God's people as a sacrifice. Let's go to Romans mm-hmm. chapter 12, and Lawson, if you could read Romans 12 and verse 1 for us. Yes, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Let me read to that, read that to you in the old KJV. The Bible says, I beseech you, mm. therefore, brethren, uh, which is kind of very poetic, mm. but he is beseeching us, yes. imploring us. I yeah. beseech you, I implore you, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God. Mm. And so he beseeches us, he implores us by the mercies of God. That's where his focus is, is looking at, all of the good things that God has done for us. It's mm. like, okay, I want you to remember all the positive things that God has done for us, which is why we have positively different radio here in the morning, so that we can remember all the positive things that God has done for us. Think about all the positive things. What is the most positive thing that God has ever done for us? Well, he died for us. Yeah, that's pretty big, eh? That's pretty big, pretty epic right there. Okay, so if Jesus, you know, and he points us to the cross amongst all of the other blessings. Mm. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present yourselves as a living what? Sacrifice. How do you become a living sacrifice? Well, it's, I mean, how can you be a sacrifice and be alive at the same time? Mm, I think it's, you know, to be, to be self-sacrificial, to be someone who's yes. living for others. It is the sacrifice of self. Mm. And it says, it goes on, it says, don't be conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. And obviously the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so when you look at that passage right there, uh, the Bible says that we are to be different from the world. We are to be completely transformed into a new and different person because as a non-believer, our focus is on ourselves. Exactly. And what we can accomplish for ourselves and how we can make our lives better, how we can be happier, all of those kinds of things. Whereas um, in contrast to that, when... Uh, you know, he beseeches us uh, you know, to to give ourselves as a living sacrifice rather than living for ourselves, we die to self. Mm. And, of course, we need that. Like we are, the Bible says, like we're born into sin. Like we are, in, are inherently selfish. Therefore, there needs to be a change. I think there's so many, yeah, there's just so many people who are like, oh, I'm a good person, you yeah. know. Oh, I'm good. Even Christians, like I pay tithe. You know, I come to church. I'm a Sabbath school leader. And it's like, no, like, you need your mind renewed. Who you think you are, your perception of how good you are is, 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 is nothing. In fact, the Bible says our right, our righteousness. So not even, not even like our, our, our terribleness, but our righteousness, as good as we can be, as generous and as kind and as loving we can be, is as filthy rags. So therefore, we need renewal before we can do anything, before we can come a truly living, become a truly living sacrifice, renewal is the first thing that needs to, to take place, which is which is good because we need it and God promises that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, um, <coughs> this is where you find Christianity is the exact opposite of every other religion. Mm. A lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, there's all, you know, all religions kind of teach the same thing. Well, in this case, Christianity is diametrically opposed to every other religion because mm. every other religion that is out there finds the solution to life, you know, peace, harmony, happiness, all of that kind mm. of stuff within yourself. And you need yes. to get in touch, you know, you need to get in touch with yourself and you need to, need to be true to yourself and you hear these these uh, catchphrases. Sometimes you see Christians say, "Oh, you need to be true to yourself." 
I'm like, you have got to be joking. That is the <laughs> worst idea possible. Why would you want to do that? Mm, and I think when, why would any Christian want to do that? When God reveals to you how sinful you are, like why? I don't want to be true to myself. I want to be. I want to be true to Jesus Christ. Forget <laughs> self. Shell's nodding. <laughs> Producer Shell, she's like, yes. yeah, Lyle, don't be true to yourself. <laughs> she's nodding, nodding, maybe a little bit too too vigorously right here. This she morning. knows from experience. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, this is producer Shell, my wife. <laughs> For those of you who might be wondering why she is nodding so vigorously. Uh, but yes, marriage does te- teach you to be selfless. Yes. And you find that married people are generally more selfless than mm. single people. Um, it's just one of those lessons that you learn from uh, being in a relationship with someone and also having children teaches you selflessness <clears throat> yes. as well. Things that are all in the future for you, Lawson. That's, that's the amazing... Like, um, Should we give the number out right now? one 800 Just stop. Um, no, but the interesting thing like about, yeah, about selflessness in, in terms of children, like children are these beings that, you know, especially at first, they just have n- absolutely no practical benefit to you. Yeah. whatsoever, yet you have to be completely selfless for them to just survive. Massively selfless mm. for a large period of your life. Yeah. Uh, human beings invest infinitely more in their children than any other species out there. And I believe that God made it that way to teach us selflessness. Mm. Uh, and because God could have, you know, we watched a calf being born in our backyard the other day. And, uh, you know, you see, his, you see his head and his front feet come out. And the next minute, uh, once the head comes out, the whole thing just sort of flops out. And he's just, and, the, and, and new calves are so floppy. Yeah. And he's flopped out on the ground and his butt is flopped over his head and he's laying there looking out from underneath of his butt. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. I got it on video. It's hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, and you look at him and you think, you know, he's really, really helpless little, little uh, calf that's just come into the world. And within about ten minutes, he's walking around. This is this is what I always wonder. I'm like, human beings are not like that. No, they're not. We are the most helpless creatures on the planet. We take so long to just do something. Like, if yeah. you're going to have children, you're going to invest. Yeah, twenty years of your life in that one child, and then if you've got more than one child, then you, you're looking at you know maybe a thirty, a forty year investment of selflessness. Mm. And so why did God make humans like that rather than like calves? Yeah. The interesting thing with our calves is, or the calves being born in the paddock, is they've been eating grass from birth. Mm. Apparently they do that when there's a drought happening. Yeah. And they they recognize that need to uh, survive and they're needing some nutrients. Um, Yeah. It's just the most amazing thing ever to compare the two species. I believe that God made it that way so that we could learn Selflessness. Good. There is nothing mm. like having children and having a, uh, a partner to learn selflessness in <laughs> our world. All right. Uh, we should probably go on to First Corinthians chapter 12, but I do need to mention a couple of things this morning. Uh, one of them, of course, is that uh, imminently, I think it's the 11th of October, just a couple of weeks away now, uh, the breakfast show will be coming to an end, mm. which is uh, pretty sad for us. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we are looking for ways forward. We do not have a way forward at this particular point, uh, but we are, you know, obviously always going to be exploring possibilities because I think uh, you know everybody would love to see the show continue. And so, yeah, if you'd like to give us a call on one eight hundred three two four eight four three and to offer your uh, support to the program. 
then uh, that would be appreciated as well. Mm. Uh, but keep us in prayer as we, uh, yeah, kind of uh, wind this thing up in, in a couple of weeks' time. Mm. Of course, the other big announcement out there at the moment is that we are going out with something big, our biggest giveaway ever, and that is our Jindabyne holiday. Holiday in uh, the mountains. And so if you give us a call, we're going to uh, draw a name out of a hat at the end and somebody is going to be off to Jindabyne for a holiday. Every time you promote this, I'm like, I should sneak in with a fake name because it's <laughs> going to be so good. So you guys need to get in there. one 800 verse that says, be sure, the, be sure your sin will find you out. <laughs> Classic. Seeching ever, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be Acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Welcome back, guys. And that was the very verse that we were studying right here on Faith FM. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Put to music. So if you are struggling to learn Bible verses off by heart, just put them to music and you will have that problem solved. Yes, you will. Yeah. What do you got for us there, Lawson, in the quiz department? All right. This is a Who Am I quiz. Of course, the first quiz of the day has already been answered. So this is second quiz of the day. Who am I? This is a, mm, this person's relatively famous. So so, but relatively, if if you're you're biblically knowledgeable. Okay, relatively. Okay, relatively. The last one was moderately. This one is relatively. Yeah. What is the difference between relative and moderate? Um. Uh, relatively is subjective to the circumstance around it and moderately is I guess a more objective term is, is yeah you not help me any but anyway yeah. anyways uh, who am I who am I my father said this when he named me it, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household do you know who that is um nah. not yet nah I've got an idea who it is no you it's, don't Sounds different in that <laughs> translation. I do have an idea. Oh, classic. I know what region of the Bible it comes from. Anyway, all right. Uh, where are we up to? First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve through twenty. There's another analogy here. So we've looked at salt. We've looked at <clears throat> light. We've looked at sacrifice. <clears throat> so we are salt. We are a light. We are a sacrifice. Uh, what else are we? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 20. Please, Lawson. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. It is the foot... 
If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if an ear says, I am not of the body because I am an eye, I am not an eye, would you make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Okay, there you go. Um, The Bible here, we, we, we are described as salt, as light, as a sacrifice, and now as a body. A what, body. What do, you, what do you learn from this one, Lawson? Um, what, are, what are the key takeout thoughts from this passage? The key takeout thoughts is that uh, I, I think that, that we all have different roles. We, we're all like we're all unified, and this is something that that Paul was really speaking to in First Corinthians. Is like that the, the church should should be unified in, in their mission, in their goals as a body. Is you know, as me, I'm walking down the street. My you know, my feet are going against the pavement, and my leg muscles are, 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 are contracting to help me move, and my arms are swinging, and I'm looking forward. I have my my body has a mission, but they all have different jobs. And, and I think what Paul's getting at here is like the same thing, you know, when it when it comes to a body of believers, the body of Christ. It's like, hey, there's going to be people who are hands and feet and ears and eyes and noses and fingers and uh, the appendix. Probably not the appendix because appendix is is useless. But anyways, <laughs> there are there are a lot of pe- different people with a lot of different roles who can do a lot of different things to benefit the body of Christ, and therefore. Yeah, we should we should all be together. And I love how it makes the point you shouldn't discount discount yourself from the body just because you're not one thing which you perceive to be more important. You're still a part of the body. So yeah, that's what I see anyways. I see that- I see I see different ministries here as well. You know, mm. God reaches people different people in different ways through different ministries. Mm. Sometimes I think that as Christians we have this tendency to try and put everybody into exactly the same mold. Yeah. Exactly the use exactly the same cookie cutter so that we all are identical and we try and find a church when where we are all the same. And of course those churches that aim for uniformity always fail and we wonder why and the reason why they fail is because when you get a church of people that are always kind of the same then uh, there are too many aspects that cannot be ministered to within yeah. that particular church mm. you know and sometimes you'll find somebody who you know finds a particular aspect of the gospel and that's all they want to talk about yeah. you find other people who find a particular preacher and it's like well unless you're following this preacher then you don't understand Jesus Christ uh, you get lots of different judgments that are made when, you know, the reality is if um, the eye is going to have a very different view of what the body is than yeah. what the toe is. Mm. You know, if you ask the toe, what does the body look like? Then you say, well, it's this big, tall thing that stands above me. If you look at, <laughs> so ask an eye, what does the body look like? And they're like, oh, there's this big, tall thing that stands below me. Yeah. And they're going to have a very, very different view of <clears throat> what that is all about. They are just as important as each other. Mm. Uh, because none of us want to be walking around without our toe, none of us want to be walking around without our eye, and um, and and they have their own unique role to play. We need to recognize differences. We need to celebrate differences. We need to recognize that some people are going to see yes. the body in a very different way than what we see the body. Mm. You know, interesting illustration that I saw a friend of mine uh, present one time when he held up a piece of paper and said, what color is this piece of paper? And he held it up edgeways. And I said, the paper is red. And half the people in the audience said, the paper is yellow. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Are you blind? What? <laughs> Is everybody on the left-hand side of the audience blind? It's red. <laughs> but, of course, it was a double-sided piece of paper, and it all depended on the perspective from yes. which you were looking at yes. it to what you actually saw. We all saw the same thing, a piece, a piece of paper. Mm. but we saw different perspectives on it. And everybody sees a different perspective on the gospel. They see a different perspective on Jesus Christ. And when they are true to the gospel and true to Jesus Christ, they all have something to offer about you know, who he is, what his mm. character is, what the plan of salvation is, um, how he is going to bring an end to sin, pain, and suffering. And we need to learn to look for the good wherever we can find it and to be blessed by it in you know, many different contexts. Mm. Uh, the, the Bible kind of speaks into that situation of, of the the kind of discounting. It's like in in the, in the book of James, it's like you know, be be slow to speak, you know, slow slow to roll, you know, uh, quick quick to hear. Um, we have a we have a responsibility as a part of the body of Christ to uplift those other areas, like you know, and to 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 promote those other areas, you know. For example, me and Lyle, we, you know, we're, we're, we're working in ministry and we speak on the radio and we speak at programs. Like we have our, we, we have our, we're like one part of the body, but we, we have a responsibility to, to, to empower other parts and say, you know, and to, to, to let everyone be. And I feel like, I feel like people, yeah. And oh, I love the point you made about perception because like, percept, like, perspective and perception it can just give us such a wrong idea about things and it's that's when we need to really rely on jesus to be able to see things and you see this you see lives. this in the authors of the bible you mean you've got four different authors of the gospels which mm. give a completely different picture of yeah. jesus christ you've got five different authors of the new testament which give a completely different picture of the gospel message you've got yes paul the theologian who loves to use big words and um you know just you know, just go deep, just deep, 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 deep. Mm. You've got uh, James who loves the details and getting things right. He's he's very particular about you know things being right. Yeah. You've got Peter who is the exhortational uh, preacher who you know Jesus is coming soon. Let's be ready for the return yeah. of Jesus Christ. You know, stands up there and just exhorts people to righteousness. You've got Jude who walks out with two big six guns, cocks them back, starts shooting, and just doesn't stop until everything is flattened in front of him. <laughs> And then just leaves. <laughs> then like just one leaves. chapter. <laughs> one chapter. I've said my piece and uh, walks off. <laughs> uh, you know, to- very, totally confrontational. Yeah. You've got John who is uh, totally relational. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the disciple that Jesus loved. And so all of them have something important to offer. And you find all those different uh, types of people within Christianity and all are valuable to God. Mm. Yeah. 
Starting Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erin Room at Erin Affair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erin Room at Erin Affair. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. 
Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back, guys. Listen to Faith FM, and we have come to question of the day time. But before we do, we have another clue for the quiz. Yes, another quick clue for the quiz. Who am I, quiz? Um, I was reckoned the son of Jacob, though he was not my natural father. Okay, there you go. If you know the answer, give us a call. You know 1-800-324-843. I do not have the answer to this He's one yet. He's struggling. Of course. 1-800-324-843. <laughs> see if you can get in if in front of me and win for yourself double prizes Double prizes. This of course, the song just playing then was uh, Living Water by Faith First, an absolute classic banger. It was like singing along every word. But of course, we have the question of the day. Quad. Are you bring ready? On the, bring on the quad. Okay. Question the question the is day. simply... Is Prince Harry the Antichrist? Okay, is, now why would you ask whether Prince Harry is the Antichrist? <laughs> because his name adds up to 666, and there is only a one in a billion chance of that. Well, if there was only one in a billion chance of that happening, then you would not have Henry Kissinger's name adding up to 666, Ronald Reagan's name adding up to 666, Bob Dole's name adding up to 666, <laughs> uh, let me see, George Bush's name adding up to 666, Ellen White's name adding up to 666, <laughs> according to some people. Where, where do you want me to stop with the list? Oh, and, and of course his father, Prince Charles's name, adding up to 666. Mm. Okay, so this is this is a uh, an area in which Christians can easily make fools out of themselves, and we yes. should avoid that at all costs. Um, we always like to look for the complica- the complex rather than than the simple, and we need to take this passage of the Bible, and you find it in Revelation chapter thirteen. Revelation chapter thirteen. It is an identifying characteristic of the Antichrist. Revelation thirteen, and we go down to. Let me see here. Um, here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of his name, of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and and his number is 666. So if you want to know uh, how to calculate this, you have to read it, with first of all, within the historical context within which it was written. This was the Roman Empire. And as we know, Roman numerals, some of them have numerical value. As a result, when people would name their children out of, uh, I guess it started off as a curiosity thing, they would uh, count those letters within their name that had numerical value, add them together to see what number they came up with and see if they came up with a lucky number. And mm. different cultures see different numbers as being lucky numbers. I think the Chinese favor the number eight. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, a lot of Jews and Christians favor the number seven mm-hmm. and so on. You know, so, so different cultures favor different numbers. And so, uh, of course, in the ancient world, they favored the number six. Mm-hmm. And if you had three sixes, six, 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 that was particularly favorable to uh, people of pagan backgrounds. And so this is just one of many different identifying characteristics of the Antichrist. Mm. Um, there are about 80-odd um, identifying marks of the Antichrist in the Bible. On Tuesday night, we are going to present 10 of the most salient of those mm-hmm. identifying characteristics. You only really need 10 to identify who the Antichrist yes. is, provided that none of the others deny the conclusion that you have come up with, because you must be 100% accurate yes. in all of those identifying characteristics. So before we uh, well, we're getting a bit sidetracked onto that, but six six six, where does six 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 fit into it? Okay, so people have come up with all these different and complex ways of calculating six six six, and so to get Kissinger, you give the letter A the the, the value of six, which means that B is worth twelve, and C is you know 
worth uh, six or eighteen, etc., etc., etc. That's what that's how you do it. And then when you add the numerical value of Kissinger together by doing it that method, you can come up with six six six. That is not a method that was used in the time no. when the Book of Revelation was written. Uh, Ronald Wilson Reagan has six letters in each of his three names. Yeah. Once again, this is not a this is not a method that was used <laughs> in the ancient world. If you are using a mathematical formula, you have failed. <laughs> That's the important thing. If you are using a mathematical formula to find out 666, you have failed. You need to do it as it was done within the context of the Bible. Add up the numerical value of (laughs) the Latin numerals within your name. You will then come up with a number and you will find an identifying characteristic to the Antichrist if you want to know exactly who 666 uh, is identified as Lawson. And I will be presenting that live on Faith FM Radio um, imminently.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We have come to the end of the show, which means we are about to give something away. But before we do, we have an important announcement to make. Bowel Cancer Australia mm. is promoting, um, this of course is the leading community-funded charity dedicated to prevention, early diagnosis research, and quality treatment and care for everyone affected by bowel cancer, is promoting meat-free week oh, this week. That is amazing. Week. That is so actually I am going awesome. to participate. Lawson, are you going to participate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Producer Shell, she's putting up her hand. She's going to participate. All right, we're all going to participate in Meat Free Week. That is your challenge for this week. Um, and give your bowels a break. Yes. I actually... No, nah, that's something I can talk about later. It's just... Yeah, bowel and meat stuff. But uh, let's get into that. <laughs> let's let's leave the bowel and meat stuff alone for a while. Yeah. Okay, what are we giving away for our uh, giveaway of the day? Seeing as we're talking about uh, meat-free week and bowel cancer Australia, I believe we are giving away the Ministry of Healing. Is that right? Oh, yeah, the Ministry of Healing, an amazing book that I've yes. read before. Uh, I, I actually have read it before by, by Ellen White. Absolutely. It yeah. is awesome. Okay, so that is our giveaway for today. This is a book that really goes into, uh, I guess, it's one of those books that is really, really good on health, but it's really good devotional book as well because yeah. it, it, it just draws that link between spirituality wow. and health in probably the clearest way I've ever seen. talks about the eight laws of health. Um, if you're wondering what those are, natural laws of health and really is the reason behind why uh, Seventh-day Adventists are one of the longest-lived people groups mm. on the planet, one of the four longest-lived people groups on the planet. So if you want to live a long and a healthy life, then give us a call right now. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call, and your copy can be on its way to you today, right here from uh, our studio at Raymond Terrace, where we temporarily are with Faith FM. You have a great day.